Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the Storybooks together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting story of the Storybox today. My friends, I have one of my all-time favorite podcasters on the show, Aubrey Marcus. Now, I, to be completely honest with you all, I have literally almost binge listened to all of his episodes, which is quite a lot actually. <laughs> but Aubrey, Aubrey's show, the Aubrey Marcus podcast, has over 50 million listens nearly over 3,100 five-star ratings, which is pretty damn incredible. But more than that, Aubrey is the founder of On It and the New York Times bestselling author and the founding member of Fit for Service Fellowship. Now, for those of you that need to know more about Aubrey, he is the founder of On It, the lifestyle brand based on holistic health philosophy he calls total human optimization. Onnit is an Inc. 500 company and an industry leader with products optimizing millions of lives, including many top professional athletes around the world. Joe Rogan is, I believe, part of the Onnit brand, and he also has Onnit gyms. Um, but he's Aubrey is a New York Times best-selling author of his of his book "Own the Day, Own Your Life" from HarperCollins, which is pretty cool. And as I was saying to you before, he's the host of the Aubrey Marcus podcast, a motivational destination for conversations with the brightest minds in athletes, uh, business, mindset, and spirituality with literally over 50 million downloads. He regularly provides commentary to outlets like Entrepreneur, Forbes, The Tim Ferriss Show, and The Joe Rogan Experience. He has been featured on the cover of Men's Health, and uh, he's the host of the Fit for Service Fellowship as well. Now, if you ask Aubrey the cause he is most passionate about, it is raising awareness for psychedelic medicine through organizations like maps.org and Hefter Institute. He is a 20-year native of Austin, Texas, where he currently resides. Now, I, I have been quite fascinated by Aubrey's story. Now, he is one of the brightest minds out there, one of the deepest thinkers 
And you kind of you feel that when you listen to his his conversations with a lot of some of the deepest thinkers around, such as you know Joe Rogan. You've also got um, a Dr. Joe Dispenza. You got uh, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson as well. And I wanted to ask him quite a lot of questions, but for time's sake, didn't really get around to many of them. So you know, leaving up to part two. But anyway, my friends, if you do get something from this, and I have no doubt that you will. Please share it around to your friends and your family. Let everyone know about this one. Get involved uh, with Aubrey's show. Listen for free. It's all on, on Apple and Spotify. Go and do that now. All links are in the show notes. Don't forget before you go to leave a rating and review and to subscribe as well. Uh, just wanted to say thank you all so much for everything that you guys have been doing and helping out with building the story box. But my friends, you know what time it is. It is time to learn more about human optimization, how we can level up in our own lives today by journeying into the story box podcast and listening to the wisdom, the story, and the advice of none other than Aubrey Marcus. Yeah, happy to be here, bro. Thanks, man, for making the time to be here. Um, before we dive into all the other questions that I do have for you right now, there's one particular one that I do want to ask you that I always really start off all my conversations with, which is what does success look like for you? A lot of people measure success by an external metric, how many followers, how much money, how many things out in the external world. But I've seen far, far too many people who've accomplished everything out in the external, have all of the intrinsic, extrinsic you know, rewards that you could ever want from the world who are deeply internally hungry and unsatisfied. So success to me is an internal feeling. It's a feeling of deep satisfaction that you're living a life that has both purpose and also the balance of joy. Because otherwise, why else are we here? If we're not going to really come from a place of love and joy and enjoy this beautiful planet. Why would we want to save it? Why is it, why does it even matter? You know, and I, I talk about that a lot. I mean, so many people wonder why nobody cares about saving the environment. Well, because their internal environment is hell. And as the internal is played out on the external, nobody wants to save hell. You know, you only want to save heaven. So success is the closer that we can live in a state of heaven internally so that we can enjoy the actual heaven that's available to us in this world when was the moment for you Aubrey that you realized all this has it been like this gradual experience that you've had over over your life or was there more of a catalyst moment somewhere it's been more gradual as the more things I accomplish the problem is is that while you're still chasing something you think that that thing is going to you know, bring you this sense of deep satisfaction and joy, but it's not, it doesn't matter what that thing is. You still have to bring yourself to wake up every morning, despite that thing, you know? So, and I've continued to accomplish every single one of my, you know, grand high hard goals, but it has, it doesn't actually affect how I feel internally. So I've been in the position where I've actually gotten the opportunity to know that firsthand you know know it with the g gnosis like really feel what that's like that no matter what i accomplish extrinsically it doesn't make me feel any different internally and so that's where this understanding comes from so for someone that is struggling with this for themselves and trying to find i guess this sense of purpose in their life 
what, what advice would you give them? What would you say to them? Purpose is subjective. And I think that's something that people make a mistake about, just like loneliness. Like loneliness isn't how many people you're surrounded by. You could be surrounded by a ton of people and be lonely as all hell because mm. people don't really see you. They don't really see the true you expressed. Everything is superficial. Everything is projection. You could be alone in a room full of a thousand people. But the same same goes with purpose. You know, you could be working for a charity organization, but still feel hollow inside because you don't really feel that sense of purpose. You don't really have a target that you believe in. And so purpose is a hard word. And I think it's easier to just reduce it to a target that you believe in. Like, what is a target that you really believe in? And then are you taking steps towards that target? Some people have a target they believe in, but they're not taking the steps. And that's not that's going to lead to a deep satisfaction because you will constantly be judging yourself for not taking the steps. And your daemon, your your soul, whatever that thing is that whispers and urges us forward will be constantly breathing down your neck as you know, telling you, come on, go towards that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people have such a grandiose idea of what their purpose needs to be that they can never find their purpose. Just pick a target. You know, pick a path with heart, any, you know, any path, it doesn't matter. But as long as it's a target and it's a target you believe in, and if you reach that target, then you'll pick a new target and you'll pick a new target. And this is how you track your way through life. You know, one footprint at a time, one milestone at a time, but just pick that target and go towards it. Is that what motivates you doing the things that you're doing today is having that target in front of you, moving forward towards it? Well, interestingly, my target used to be external. Like, oh, I want to have this many people listen to my podcast. I want to have this, you know, much revenue in my business. I want to have this, this external thing or, you know, this girlfriend, this wife, this thing. Eventually you run out of things and the things no longer make sense. So my new target is entirely a state of being. However, I still struggle because it's, this is a this is flipping an orientation on its head. I've been really good at targeting external things and mediocre at best at targeting internal things because the targeting system is different, mm. you know, because so me targeting a state of being, which is bliss, joy, you know, absolute and complete love of self. That's a it's a different way that you have to go about things. It's, you can't just push through that. Right. Like it's the antithesis of pushing through like come on, let's get some coffee. Let's get some nicotine in you. Let's push through and be in a state of bliss. That doesn't work. You know, you have to surrender and really allow these things to come naturally. It's a much more yin approach. So that's really the place that I'm in. It's a, it's a radical shift in, uh, in targeting. Mm. So I want to ask you about the difference between, or what you believe the difference between love joy and happiness is or is there a difference for you there is yeah um love is a love is an interesting thing it's really the currency of the universe you know it's uh in some ways it's a deeply when you really strip everything away everything else away what's left is love like I've always believed that God, truth, and love are all synonyms for the same thing. It's like this essential, essential force. Now, we have a lot of ways that we describe love that isn't love, which is 
desire, passion, you know, it can have some elements of love in there, but these are a lot having to do with the ego desiring something as a way to make itself feel a certain way about itself or the body desiring a certain level of pleasure. There's a lot of things that masquerade under the word love, but love is love is what's there when everything else is gone. When you strip away all the delusion, all of the other separation, everything you have love. Then happiness is is an interesting thing because joy and happiness they're kind of like a venn diagram where they overlap happiness is is really a sense of quiet satisfaction and uh in in everything that's going on in your life and i can say that my life is i have a i am very happy because there's a there's just a state of deep satisfaction. Now there's things that I'm striving for, but I'm very satisfied with my life. Uh, but joy is a different thing. Joy is this effervescent, bubbly, you know, thing that just erupts out of you. It makes me quick to make a joke or say some rascally comment or, you know, have a laugh and, mm. and play, you know, joy and play are very closely interwoven. And it's just a state of childlike exuberance. Mm. And, uh, and that's, I think, from the years of striving and pushing and tilting towards boulders and windmills and dragons, I've created this kind of heaviness that uh, that I love it when I can just strip off all the armor and strip off all of the all of the weight and just really play. That's that's probably the the, the state that I desire the most is the state of joy. I love all those definitions, man. I think you've you've worded it perfectly, but what, what I'm curious about is what do you love the most about yourself currently? <laughs> That's a good question. I think the moment you start, the moment you start saying, I love this about myself, it implies the opposite, which is I don't love this about myself. Mm. So in and of itself, it's a reinforcement of the conditional love paradigm. That said, I'm still in the conditional love paradigm. So um, there are things that I love the most about myself, which are the values that I hold the highest. Now, the values that I hold the highest is I know that I'm fair. I'm very fair and I'm very and I'm very generous. And I'm not going to, you know, fuck somebody over or or take advantage of a situation for my own benefit. It's not, it's not who I am. And and I think that's really important to me. And so when I see other people doing that, that's the thing that I judge the hardest because it's the highest, you know, element of my value system. Mm. I love this this mindset or this attitude that you have, man. You are very generous. You are gracious with your time, and your time is very valuable and very important. And why I want to go into the fit for service for a moment, does that sort of carry over into why you decided to start Fit for Service? Well, Fit for Service is a really important piece of my contribution to the world, perhaps even arguably the most important, because as I mentioned about loneliness, we're increasingly more and more lonely. And it's not just older generations. I think people think of, you know, older people isolated in their own homes. That's not the case. You know, Gen Z and millennials are, are showing greater and greater signs of loneliness because the pressure to project a certain aspect of yourself, which isn't authentic, is stronger and stronger. And the physical connections that break down those barriers is only increasing. And of course, in the COVID era, 
you know, loneliness has gone from an epidemic to an absolute, you know, mega epidemic. So <clears throat> I think what Fit for Service is about is how do you get a group of strangers to bond together and have that familiarity and love for each other? And you can't force that, but all you can do is create environments where people go through the rites of passage that have evolved over millennia, breath work, ecstatic dance, exposure to heat, exposure to cold, immersion in nature. We're not doing any plant medicine to fit for service, but we're using all of these tools to help bring out whatever is present in the individual. And of course, targeted workshops and different practices that we go through. The end result being that people feel more intimately connected with each other. Intimacy is can be defined into me see, like really allowing people to see the truth of who you are and allowing yourself to share the truth of who you are and, and see other people's truth. And that's what creates connection. And it's been absolutely phenomenal. So we've proven it with a rotating group of about 150 people, which is you know in accordance with Dunbar's number. Uh, which is the maximum amount of people that you can actually hold in a single tribe. And we go around the world and we have these transformational experiences and we keep in touch, you know, through uh, exclusive apps and Zoom calls and different things. I just got off a Zoom call right before this. Um, and we just work together. And, and it's really been incredibly beautiful to see everything that's come up. I mean, 95% mm. of people have made, you know, someone they believed to be a lifelong friend that was formerly a stranger, like 44% of people started a new business with somebody. We just had our first fit for service baby of a couple that met each other in 2019 and got together, got married, and now they have a kid. It's amazing to see what this community is doing. But with the limitations on that 150 uh, and some of the travel restrictions, especially now in this world, um, we created the fit for service Academy, which is like a virtual platform. So all of the aspects of social media, the ability to post and share, but post in specific topics. So it can be posting about books or posting about podcasts, posting about men's work, shadow work, variety of different things. We layered in masterclasses. We layered in those tra guided transformational practices like guided breath work, guided ecstatic dance, all in the same app with an algorithm that you can control where you can toggle from the latest posts to the hottest posts. So none of the bullshit that you get from the big tech <laughs> social media. And that's been just fucking beautiful to see how that's going. So if anybody's interested in the latter, which would be a great place to immerse yourself, Fit for Service Academy, it's available on, in all the app stores. First month is free. So you can get in there, check it out, do a breath work, talk to some people and see if you vibe with it. Where do you want Fit for Service to go into the future? And it, do you think that anything is missing with it right now? It's so funny. I like literally just had this conversation because it was a it was a leadership call of the members and so so for the it's two things there's the fellowship which is the in-person meetings and then there's the academy which is the virtual there's of course crossover all the people in the fellowship are also in the academy um <clears throat> with the fellowship we've proven how powerful it is so we're just going to keep getting better more practices more master coaches more you know different experiences that people can go we're going to costa rica in about two weeks uh so we're going to continue that, but the next phase is open sourcing the methods, you know, mm -hmm. like letting everybody know, okay, this is how we built this community. These are the practices that we're employing. Here's everything that we know. Now go do it yourself. You know, like go, go build your own community, build your own fit for service, like go for it. Like that's, 
that's the most important thing that's coming up next. But first we had to prove the model before we open sourced some half-baked <laughs> half-baked plan. And uh, and certainly we've been improving. We really feel like after this year, you know, we'll be ready to fully open source the blueprint about how to start a community like this. And then with the academy, I think it's going incredibly well. And it's, you know, there's certain tech, you know, we have a, a native app. So there's certain tech pieces that we're gonna implement. But I think the next ex escalation of that is be a big gathering, like an annual big gathering, like a festival, like imagine like an Envision Fest, but for the fit for service community. And I, we have great access to amazing musical talent and amazing transformational talent and shamans and different people that we can all bring together for this, you know, massive gathering of the of the greater tribe. So that's really uh, that's really the escalation of the of the app. Very exciting indeed. So it'd be different to Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, it won't be that big for sure, for sure. And uh, that's that's unwieldy. I hope they have another Burning Man soon, though. That's where I actually met my wife four years ago. Yeah, I, I've listened to that, that podcast episode. Actually, it's quite a fascinating story, which I, mm -hmm. I wish I had more time to unbox. But one question that I did want to spin on you uh, when I asked you about the um you know, if anything's missing from fit for service and all that sort of stuff, I wanted to ask you, do you believe that anything is missing in your life right now? The, the only thing missing is the perception that there's something missing, mm -hmm. which still exists, right? So it would be the opposite of that. I guess missing would be the assurance that there is nothing missing. Uh, if I could pick a superpower, it would be that absolute faith in that absolute, you know, recognition of the abundance. I'm working on it, you know, <laughs> working on it. It's, that's the crazy thing, right? The crazy thing is I've, I've shattered the illusion that there's something else I need. So, but am I in the state that I want to be in? No, I'm not. So, but I only, all arrows are not pointing outward. All arrows are like, come on, man, figure this out. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the, in the process but it's a lot of unlearning. It's a lot of patterning that has developed over 40 years of living that is now, and I've started the process of unlearning, but it's just a different way of being. It's a different way of existing. Mm, that's a good point, man. I think we all are sort of trying to go on that journey for ourselves and trying to figure it out. It is a difficult journey, but that's one of the things that I love about your, your show in particular is you have these kinds of conversations with leading experts, leading professionals. And I love how you go like deep, you go in deep in conversation. And sometimes I'm like, I'm on my run almost all the time when I'm listening to them and I'm almost spewing because I don't have my notebook <laughs> with me. And I'm like, Oh, come on, man. I have to go back and rewind it and, and write things <laughs> down. Your recent one with Jordan Peterson, especially was just, mind-blowing man like you got on you both had a similar you both were on a similar level with with the mindset and asking him the kind of questions that you did man so i wanted to just say thank you for for putting that episode out of course brother of course Fantastic. it was a real pleasure to talk to him is there anyone on your show that has given you a renewed perspective on life that you did not expect at all Lots of people. I mean, lots of people have been incredibly significant. Oftentimes, those people will have some kind of work that I'll that I'll uh, 
engage with before, like a book or, you mm -hmm. know, a body of work. Um, a podcast that's coming out soon. I don't know when this is going to release, but podcast that's coming up next uh, from the time of recording is going to be one with Dr. Andrew Huberman, which uh -huh. was really, really interesting to understand how he just collapses the distinction between the nervous system and, you know, the brain slash mind in general. And so it was like really cool to understand how deep things go in the body and that kind of bottom up approach for handling a lot of these things that we would think of as purely mindset. That was beautiful just off the top of my head. Probably the podcast I'm looking forward to the most uh, recording, there's three, uh, Charles Eisenstein, Daniel Schmachtenberger, and a new podcast by uh, with Jamie Wheel, who just wrote an epic new book uh, called Recapturing the, yeah. Recapturing the Rapture. So um, those are going to be really, really interesting to, uh, to dive into. And Charles Eisenstein's book, The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know is Possible, is one of the most significant works I've ever read. I kind of had my work cut out for me when I was speaking to Jamie Wheel because, like, my mind was just blown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my goodness. But trust me, that is going to be a fascinating conversation. 100%. Well, we, we we blocked out four hours. It's like, Jamie, there's no way we're doing this in two. And I don't want to go, I don't want to go twice. So whatever substances we need, we're going four hours. So you, you're gonna need go. it, man. You're gonna need it. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I want to go longer, but oh man, you, you're gonna love it. I can't wait for that episode when it drops. Same with yep. Andrew Huberman. Um this is this is a question I ask all my podcasters. One of my second last questions for you: If you were to ask a question to anyone alive or dead, who would it be? Why? And what question would you want to ask them? I'd ask Jesus about his sex life. <laughs> that got me. I love it. What? Why Easily. that? I think I think it's we've done the world a huge disservice by trying to make Jesus this individual who didn't have sex didn't have bad days didn't yell at somebody didn't we've dehumanized him to such a point he was a man jesus was a man that accessed christ consciousness and all right i mean i suppose there's some people who are going to argue with me on that no he wasn't whatever he was born immaculately from a virgin mother whatever he was a man and you don't need all of that nonsense he was a man that accessed christ consciousness which changed the whole world is that not enough? You know, like that's enough. Like, and, and just to, to be able to, to be able to share that, especially if I could record that you know, conversation, I would love to ask him about his humanness more than anything. And then give people this feeling like all of us can access this Christ consciousness with all of our humanness, even though we fantasize, even though we, you know, we do shitty things sometimes like we still have the ability to awaken the christ that's within us and that was his ultimately highest mystical message but it's been through all of the different translations and hands and manipulations we've lost that so that would be it's an easy easy question for me to answer wow <laughs> you are the first person i kid you not that i've asked that question to that have said <laughs> You would ask Jesus about his sex life. Because <laughs> normally I go into like some philosophical question, like about life, why are we here? But no, you went straight there. My goodness, that's great. <laughs> that is so good. Um, Aubrey, my, my second last question for you, 
Um, this is more of a fun question. What would you say has been the weirdest food combination you've ever tried? <laughs> the weirdest food combination I've ever tried. Oh man. I think when I was experimenting with cannabis, like back, back in like college, I mean, shit got really weird. Like, like, because everything tasted so good. And then I think like trying to figure out what still would taste good and not taste good. Like, I, like, I remember we had an old taco cabana quesadilla and we didn't have any sour cream and I love sour cream. I was like, what about mayonnaise? Like mayonnaise would be good. And I was like putting mayonnaise on it. I was like, uh, it's all right. But it's, you know, so I don't know. I mean, there's, there's lots of different things that I've experimented like that. I like a lot of different foods, some food, you know, it's really tough for me. Like sea urchin is one of those ones. Like it's just gotta be prepared perfectly for me to be able to handle it. Otherwise like mm. way too, way too intense. I've had, uh, some good experiences with alligator. I think gator and caiman is pretty delicious. Um, what other strange, strange things have I had? I don't know. That's probably about it. Have you had kangaroo yet? I did one time, actually. Yeah, only once, though. Mm, I don't I've recall whether I liked it or not. <laughs> so you're ahead of me of that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Aussie, so. <laughs> um, man, Maybe you just don't want to get boxed out by one of those no, jumping I don't. savages. Have you seen one of those videos? I think the guy got a bit too close. He was going to hug the the kangaroo, and the kangaroo just like knocked him out. Like it was no. a video, man. You got to watch it. I'll, I'll probably link it to you later. But, um, oh man, I know our time is has run to its end. But my final question for you is my all time favorite question I ask all my guests at the end. So I want you to imagine with me. It's a hypothetical one, but imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of one hundred. All your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll call it magic for the sake of argument. But they've been able to get it and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? I would love to, I would love that film to be about a man who learned to love himself completely. And in doing so, as we are a representation of the entire collective, to be able to love the world completely. So, but I think the, the way to focus is to start by worrying about loving yourself completely because we are, you know, we're, we're not a drop in the ocean, we're an ocean in a drop. And so if we can learn to love our drop, we can learn to love the whole ocean. Mm. Perfect send-off message, man. Thank you so much for your time today, Aubrey. Really, really enjoyed this conversation. Had so many more questions for you, but maybe there's a part two somewhere later on down the line. Sounds good, brother. Thanks so much, brother, for coming on the Storybox podcast. No doubt. I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guests today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit 
from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Story Box. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the Story Box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.